<laughs> what am I doing? I what am I doing? You literally that. just said, hold on a sec. You just said War of the Worlds. And now I just said it again. We should leave this in. I'm going to use this as the bumper right now. I'm telling you, it's going to be the very first thing people hear. Oh, okay. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, let's go. to you from the plastic microphone studios deep in the heart of Cajun country. This is Faye Five from Fans. I'm your host, Hulk Boy from Hollywood himself, Jamie Ray, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 49. Whoo, I'm looking at that 5-0. Man, I am just, uh, oof. Man, I, 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 I wonder for my 51st episode if I should do Faye Five things that I don't do anymore like sit in a chair without going oh i don't know anyway <laughs> we have got quite the dystopic show lined up for all of you out there in the podcast universe i suggest if possible you bring your loved ones around you you get you a nice cup of cocoa with marshmallows in it because if we don't talk about the most horrible the most vastly desecrated the just just the end all of the world i don't know what we're going to do because today i have invited the last librarian himself just in from the wasteland to help me cover our fave five post-apocalyptic films that is mr evan carter welcome back to the show thanks for having me it's a pleasure to be here no, oh, it's pleasure. It's all mine, sir. Did you get all the all the, the the dust and dirt out of your boots there and put your goggles up on top of your head so you can see me? Yeah, I took a little uh little bath with a teacup full of old uh you know rancid water and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, so it's a good day. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so how have you been doing this, sir? You doing all right? Yeah, not doing too bad. It's hot. Yes. Hot hot up here it's ridiculous i think mm -hmm. we've had the hottest july on record and um it's supposed to be getting down to the uh mid to high 90s or 80s next week Woo! so yeah get it was out that card again and it was 100 yesterday and it'll be close to 100 today and it's a uh, real smoky it's very um <laughs> it's very post-apocalyptic up here it's just <laughs> solid smoke and heat did you ever see that movie hell I think it's a foreign film. No, and I don't think it, so. Oh, okay. But I've <clears> watched the news lately, so, you know. Same thing. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much the same thing. Yeah, wow. Well, it's not too bad here. It is the normal hot human that we've been having. But for us lately, it's, it's thunderstorms every day and wow. lightning all the time. It's, and y'all get those Louisiana thunderstorms. Mm -hmm. I call it like movie rain. Yeah, you know, exactly. where they're driving in the car and the wipers are going and it's doing nothing. It's like, no, it, it's no. not, you know, and every yeah. once in a while, my wife will go cow, well, you know, goes by, but anyway, um, <laughs> that's a bad, <laughs> that's a bad twister reference. You know? 
I thought you said Cal. I know. uh, Who's Cal? Who's Cal? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, so if someone out there doesn't know anything about Evan, Evan uh, has two different feeds. Um, He has the last librarian, which basically posts about all post-apocalyptic and dystopic books. And I can see so many of them behind you right now. Um, Just not going to go too far because that's where I put all the junk that was behind me. (laughs) And so, and so, yeah, I'm only going to pan that far right there. Looks perfect. Looks perfect. I mean, I see, um, the little guy from that fallout game, I think, is that, Oh yeah. Uh, vault boy. Yeah. 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 That's my, um, fallout 76, uh, wasteland bundle. Um, I've got a vault tech lunchbox, um, thing from fallout three and i've got my original star wars characters action figures oh, up there oh you probably can't yes. see those no i, I can see he's part of oh now i can see him yeah beautiful and two snowballs uh yes <laughs> yes two snowballs <laughs> <laughs> wow so um the other fake place where you can find evan is from the wastes I just love saying that. It's just so <laughs> where you talk about everything PA and dystopic. Um, why don't you tell uh, our listeners a little bit about both of those? Yeah. So um, I started out doing the from the waste thing. And uh, when I decided to get on social media back around 2013, and I was thinking, what do I want to do? Well, I really like post-apocalyptic and dystopian stuff. So I'm going to try to, you know, find other people that like that and, and talk about it and share about it and, and uh, so that's basically what I did. And then um, with the last librarian, uh, I decided to, and I have a WordPress blog um, for my, from the waste thing. And then uh, for last librarian, I have a, a WordPress blog and I decided to just take pictures of the front and back uh, covers of my books and then just post those on there. And uh, <clears throat> where someone can just go and, just scroll through and just kind of look at, and I think I, I don't recall him. I stopped, I think I stopped like at a hundred or 200 or something like that. And, um, cause I just kind of petered out on it <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, or I'm going to use a George Lucas excuse. The technology hadn't caught up to what there, I wanted to do. Exactly. And so, um, and, and so when, when that happens, then I will probably uh, go back and uh, maybe redo those. Cause it was just a matter of setting the book up, taking a picture with my, I think I had a, a razor at the time. Oh yeah. And, and, and of the front cover and then the back cover and then throwing it into, oh, what was I using? I think I was using uh what's that slideshow. Uh, oh, uh, Microsoft. Um, uh, yeah. Pro, uh, present. No, not presentation. Uh, PowerPoint. PowerPoint and then saving it as a, yeah. And, um, and so there's like, (laughs) yeah, it's, I'm not going to say it's a mess, but um, yeah, I'm just waiting for the technology to catch up to what I want to do. Well, I enjoy it on Tumblr uh, as you know, Mm. to to go back and forth there on it. And it's amazing. We've got some of these books every once in a while. I have the exact same copy with the exact same cover. Oh, cool. That's my brother in arms right there. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll have to compare one day. I have a, um, I have a, every book that I own dot Tumblr 
and I've oh. done the same thing, except I scan them. So what I do is I scan the oh, front okay. cover, the back cover, and then I'll generally try to open it up if it's autographed and sign that. Right. And just, so like I said, every once in a while, I'll see one. It's like, oh, I got that exact same one. You know? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I hear that you have an upcoming anniversary this year that uh, you might want to do a big promotion for in September, just so, just so all of the fans out there can be prepared for it. Yeah. So um, in September, uh, it'll mark the one year anniversary of since I've put out an episode. Mm. <clears throat> and so I'm planning to put out my yearly episode. Oh, uh, I, wait. I, I'm kidding. I'm going to try. To, <laughs> I, I, I say this every time I try, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to put them out. And I, I didn't even notice until, um, I don't know, maybe last week that it had been since September, mm-hmm. uh, that I did that, that me and uh, phantom dark Dave talked about Mad Max, the original Mad Max film. Yeah. So I guess so, you're going to talk about road warrior this time. That would probably be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, man. I got, I'm going to keep giving you grief because I love the stuff that you put out, man. Oh, and thank I, you. I love having you on the show. Like, like I think we were talking about before we came in, uh, we've pretty much decided to come up with uh, grumpy old men grumbling, uh, yes. a new podcast that we talk about things that just make us grumble. Yeah. That <laughs> so irritate us. We got to get on that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, so of course today needs, um, little explanation as to why you are the perfect guest for this episode, but tell us why you like the post-apocalyptic. And and we do have to say for this actual episode, we decided that we, we wanted to avoid uh, movies that uh, featured zombies because that's part. Yes. The end of the world sometimes does that, but we didn't want to focus on that. And we also wanted to focus on uh, movies that, that weren't the end is the end of the movie where there's Mm -hmm. all of this, you know, character development while everybody's living the good life. Um, But tell us what draws you to post-apocalyptic movies. Um, Boy, even today, it's hard to explain Uh, just ever since I was a kid, there was something about being quote unquote, the last man on earth mm-hmm. or, you know, and there's, there's something about looking at images or reading about um, um, areas, places that were once thriving and inhabited and now are in ruin. And, you know, even so much as, you know, on the North shore of the lake here, uh, the lakes uh, one uh, receded and there's a stand of trees. And I don't know, they're probably at least 50 or more years old. And I found an old dock in amongst really? these trees and the, and the trees had grown up through the dock. And this dock is, I mean, hundreds of yards away from the, from the lake. And so it just, boom, it automatically, I think, Oh, okay. You know, um, the waters have receded and this is the, the remnants of something that once was and um, children playing and people, to, you know, and, and, and now we have just this overgrowth and there's, it's just, it's beautiful to me. And I, and I don't know why. And some people see that and they go, 
well, what's with all you know, you what you just like death and destruction? No, of course I don't, mm. you know, but you just um, don't get it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't get it. And uh, you don't even know. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I think that's just what it is. It's just something about it that really, and I wish I could really nail that down as exactly why um, that sort of thing appeals to me so much. Well, it's um, a very formative time. So, I mean, like you said, but something just struck you at that point and it, it played a chord that is still playing to this day. Right. You know, and another thing I've talked about a lot is, um, you know, and, and this goes along with, well, you, well, you just, you, you want the end of the world and you want everyone to die and blah, 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 blah. And, and the thing that I've always thought of is, is hope because hope is the only thing or the only emotion stronger than fear. Um, you can be scared of something to the point where you're just, you know, where you can't do anything, but somewhere back in your head, there's a spark of hope of, you know, thinking I'm going to get out of this. How am I going to get out of this? I hope I can get out of this. Right. And that, that hope is what, you know, keeps, you know, that lone wasteland wanderer putting one foot in front of the other and wondering what's over that next hill, you know, right. maybe it's fresh water. Maybe it's, it's probably not, but maybe it is. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I get that. Like, I really do, because it, it is, it's something that just, the more I think about it as a kid and the things that we we like and we do, they really are formative ages. Right. And, you know, the things that, you know, there's still great movies out now, and and hopefully we'll talk about one of them, but um, it's the stuff that we like and we know and that we feel comfortable going back with, no matter what, you know? Right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it was the eighties. I mean, we had the threat of nuclear war hanging over our head. Mm -hmm. We had, you know, some of the best PA movies out there and um, some of the worst ones out there. And, uh, you know, and then all the books, you know, all those kind of pulpy post-apocalyptic books, like, you know, Deathlands and Outrider and the last Ranger and escape 2000 and just all these. um, And those, so those really appealed to me and was, uh, in my wheelhouse. So, well, not to get off topic too quick, but you know, I think one of the, my favorite PA books of all time has got to be Larry Niven's Lucifer's hammer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had a chance to meet him uh, two times and discuss it with him. And and it's just fascinating to me to, to think of the way that he came out with, okay, so this guy's going to go out and grab all of these Firefox books and wrap them in, 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 plastic and then put them in wax and then put them in a what was it a a, a sanitation yeah, uh, pool or something so like that yeah yeah you know and then the world quote unquote ends and mm-hmm. they have to restart and the the most powerful man in the world is basically the man who knows how to do everything right you know, how, to, how to how to make flour you know how to, yeah. how to grow you know wheat and all of these things that we would take for granted today right you know so I just, I've always loved that book. Thought it would be an amazing series. Um, yeah. You know, and it, and it had two issues of a comic book, but um, it didn't go any further than that. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, okay, great. I think if we um, have figured all of this out and we know what we want to do, we should maybe discuss the possibility that you have one or two uh, honorable mentions. And of course, an honorable mention is a choice that was so close to that fave five, but 
it didn't quite make it because for one reason or another, the other five just, just push it out of the way or that it's so bad that you could not mention it on the show. So it kind of gives you a little bit of wiggle room. So I'm going to give you a little bit of wiggle room. Um, do you have one or two honorable mentions? Um, well, I, you know, I remember uh, you did an episode with Phantom Dark Dave. Mm-hmm. And well, first off, let me say this. I, and, I, and I know you understand that I have been working on this list. How long have we been planning for to do this? <laughs> a, a, like a year, literally I a year to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. But, and, yeah. but, it, but, but it's, 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 this is, I, I just want you to understand how excruciatingly difficult this list has been for me. <laughs> um, I haven't seen every PA movie out there, but I've seen a lot. Yeah. Um, and, but I remember that episode you did with Phantom Dark Dave and he had, um, do you remember what was it like? I don't know, 31 or 32 honorable mentions. I think it was 32. We love you, Dave. <laughs> um, well, it's not that I wanted to beat his number, but no, but I, no, but I had, you, oh. but, but I have 33. Oh my God. Um, Welcome to this two-part episode of Day <laughs> Five for Fans. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go through them all. Um, I, I, I can't even go through a, qu- a quarter of them. I mean, there's just there, there's so many um, that that are I like so many of them, but mm-hmm. trying to nail down these favorite five was it was well, it was a big deal for me, and I had to do like a lot of soul searching and decide <laughs> seriously and I decide don't. what is so important. Not not that I just like them or that they're just my favorite, but what is so important about these five movies mm-hmm. that that they had that those are the only ones that can go on my top five. Yeah. Um, but some of my honorable men- mentions um, are kind of more you know they're kind of like classic film. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, cl- classic uh, classics, um, but like a miracle mile that didn't oh, make yeah. the cut that didn't make the cut because it's the lead up, mm-hmm. but it's an amazing lead up. Um, it has an, an amazing soundtrack and the end is just perfect. Um, the whole movie I think is, is, is just very, very good, but it didn't make the cut because it didn't uh, fit the criteria. Um, the time machine is another one, uh-huh. um, that's very important to me. Um, gosh, I'm just reading through these and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a boy and his dog, you know, based on Harlan Ellison's, uh, Dick and Don Johnson story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Cyborg. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one, but it just, it just didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, but she pulls oh. that hair off. Oh man. I still, yeah. That. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, hardware. Ooh, that was kind of, oh. yeah, that, uh, was one, it was one of my, that's one of the full moons, right? Uh, like I don't. And I think I honestly don't remember. If I'll it have was to full ask moon. CJ. I think it was. Yeah. I think it came out around those times, early nineties when, robot jocks and all of that stuff, but maybe I'm thinking of something different. Yeah. And, and do you remember the creepy guy, you know, the, 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 the creepy kind of heavy set dude um, who was spying on the gal, um, you know, and he was, he was just really super creepy and he was uh Dr. Zardoz or Dr. Dr. Zardoz, Dr. Zardoz. Zarkoff. Yeah, that's on the list too. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> he was uh, one of, he was Dr. Zarkoff's assistant. 
in the Flash Gordon movie. Oh, at the very beginning when they're yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. same dude. But um, yeah, I mean, I could go through and you know, um, City of Ember is really hits home for me. Uh, It's based on a children's young adult uh, series, um, and I thought the movie was a great representation of the of the books. But uh, yeah, anyway. I could, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll spend too long going over my honorable mentions. <laughs> All right. Well, would you like to pick two honorable mentions out of that list? Random. Let's just say randomly. Uh, two. Oh, geez. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to call Stakeland and I'm going to call. <clears throat> no. No. Ah, what, what am I doing no. with these two? I already wrote oh, Stake Land down. Okay. So you, and then I'm going to pick randomly. I'm just going to pick. I'm going to put my finger on it. Close your eyes. The Blood of Heroes. The Blood of Heroes. Okay. Tell me about the Blood of Heroes. Uh, the Blood of Heroes was with Rutger Hauer and Vincent D'Onofrio, and it takes place in an unspecified future where everything is desert and dry and hot. Mm-hmm. And people play this sport called jugging. Okay, and it's kind of the new. I don't know. It, um, it, uh, it, it it's kind of the, the these these teams uh, travel and um, uh, and go to different uh, outposts and villages and stuff like that and play this game and uh, in the hopes of going to the jugging um, uh, championship, basically. Okay. And Rucker Hauer plays kind of the team captain guy. And, um, and this, this game makes no sense. You know, the, the, what you're trying to do is you're trying to uh, stick a dog skull on a stake in the, in the, in the opposing teams. Uh, well, I don't know, back 40, what do you call it? Uh, the gold, goal post, gold. I know nothing zone. about your American football <laughs> end zone. I'll call it that. The end okay. Zone. And, uh, but apparently there are groups who have, who have, who do this jugging. They've able to take the, they've able to been able to figure it out and actually do it. And they get all armored up with, you know, old tires and and all this kind of, you know, stuff and, and, uh, the different positions. I think there's four or five people on a team and, uh, Rutger Hauer is kind of an old veteran of the game. And, um, uh, I'm trying to even remember. It's been it's been so long since I've seen it, but it sticks out in my mind as as being one that I really liked. Um, but they end up making it to the championship, and well, you'll have to watch it to see what. Okay, happens. I've, I've written it down. I've got to see that jugging. I have to make us some jerseys. Yeah, I think it, it was also released under. It might have been released under the name The Jugger, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, but I know it as The Blood of Heroes. That's good. Chugger. All right. Awesome. Well, I have two honorable mentions. Um, and I think one of them uh, may raise some hackles, but that's okay because it's our show and my list. Right. Um, and it's going to be another one of those formative movies, formative events in my life. Um, I'm talking about the 1979 Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Yes. Okay, and people are yep. sitting there going, wait, what? That's not post apocalyptic No, I can remember because I saw this at the theater. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And Me it too. had that that awesome um, you know, that the intro with all of the, the, the hot babes <laughs> dancing on top while Buck's asleep. And I'm like, 
dad, I, I, I don't, I don't, what, what's going on there. Yeah. And he's like, you want more popcorn? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, once you get through, of course, the movie was based on uh, Philip Francis Nolan's 1928 creation, Buck Rogers, um, originally made as a pilot, Universal Studios decided, hey, man, we're going to kind of release this to the theaters to see how it goes. And I went to see this at what was called the Paramount Theater in Alexandria. And I was about, well, this would have been, I would have been eight or nine at the time. Mm-hmm. And man, Buck was just awesome i mean he was he was the man of today transformed into the man of tomorrow yes you know and everywhere he went beautiful women fell at his feet and no matter what the odds buck always figured out a way to get away you know and Mm -hmm. this this movie just was so cool with the draconians and all of this other stuff going for and i'm sitting here thinking this is a new star wars and then we get back to earth and he goes out to Chicago or what mm-hmm. was Chicago. And it's, you find out the, the earth is just, just decimated. And they had to, to, to build these domes, these protecting things to keep them. And it was a nuclear Holocaust. Yep. And, you know, they didn't spend much time in it. I'll give you that. But what you did see um, was just I mean, for a nine-year-old, I mean, there were these, there was these mutated guys that, that in retrospect kind of remind me of the ones, the Morlocks, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I really, it was really one of the first times I can remember thinking, wow, those nuclear bomb things could be pretty bad, you know? Um, but you know, I loved, I loved the film and that's why it's my honor, one honorable mention. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. So what do you think about that? Does that go into your universe? Oh, absolutely. And just like you, I remember um, mom took me into Missoula and dropped me off at the man theater while she went shopping. And um, I remember those opening credits going, uh, what? And, and then the movie started. And, um, and then uh, when he decides to go to Chicago to uh, visit his parents, parents grave sites, I think Mm -hmm. is what he was doing. And a tweaky was with him, And yeah. Um, and Dr. And, uh, the- was Dr. Theopolis hanging? Mm-hmm. Yep. He was yep. just hanging with him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden the mutants start coming out, you know, because it was nighttime naturally. And uh, well, the and freaks the, come all- out at night. <clears throat> right. Exactly. And uh, and so but that that opening shot where or I don't know if the opening, that that shot where it shows Buck kind of walking sort of into Chicago and that kind of planets of the ape esque. Um, Chicago skyline where the skyscrapers are all busted down yeah, and, and yeah. you know, Oh yeah. 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 Well, well good. I'm glad. Cause your, your opinion matters to me, sir. Because oh, if, I, if I had to rip that one up and take it off the list, I would have, if the last librarian said that is not a PA movie, <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. And did you know, cause uh, yeah, Philip Francis, Francis Nolan, uh, Armageddon 2419 was the book. And then uh, there were actually, and then there's a, there was a novelization of the movies. And then there were two more books after I can't remember if and I've got them up on the shelf. I can't remember if they're, <laughs> if they're after the 2419 book or the, after the novelization, because the novelization, I think, I think it was Alan Dean Foster. I'm pretty sure. I believe you're right. Yeah. And, um, but one's called Mordred and the other one's called something else. I don't recall. Mm, mm, well, um, read those and get back to us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
So my second one already breaks my first rule, but not by very much. Um, so I didn't want to talk about movies that, that had a lot to do during the, um, the before, but this one just, just is one night. So I think it's going to pass. I'm talking about 1984's Night of the Comet. Yes. Okay. I mean, it is, it is post-apocalyptic in the sense that everything is still there except people. Right. You know, and it, it leads into that whole, you know, last man on earth type type thing where there's nobody around, you know, there's, there's nobody to do, to tell you what to do. Um, there's nobody to, to bother you or whatever. Of course, later on in the movie, we find out there are still others spoiler mm-hmm. alert from a 1984 movie. Um, but I, I love the, the fact that the two sisters, uh, Mary Catherine, Mary Stewart, and my personal love, Kelly Maroney. She's probably still upset that I'm married, but you know, I have to live my life. Um, and they're able to go around and they survive this once in a 65 million year event um, in Southern California. And they wake up to find that most everyone is gone. And those that aren't gone have turned into these mindless rage filled creatures that want nothing more than just to kill them. Yeah. Uh, which is why that also they aren't zombies because they don't need the brain. And once you kill them, they're dead. Yeah. So, and then when they finally get a signal that there is someone else alive, they go to the radio station uh, only to meet Chocote himself, Robert Beltran with his steel truck that he slept in overnight. Yeah. Yeah. See it in your oh, face. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. Hector Gomez. Yeah. And then of oh, course, yeah. The movie also has Mary Warnoff in it uh, as one of the scientists um, from Eating Raul and Rock and Roll High School and all those. Oh, a Chopping Mall. Can't forget Chopping Mall. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a great movie, post-apocalyptic, because it, it really talks about um, it's different in that everything is still there, mm-hmm. but, but the apocalypse has wiped out the people. Right. Kind of like what the neutron bomb or whatever they tried to call it for a while. So anyway, that's my other honorable mention night of the comets. So yeah, we, um, we watched that in high school. Our, yeah. I don't know if it was our, I don't know, American lit, uh, English lit teacher. I, th- I think I was sophomore, junior, something like that. Um, we watched it during class. I don't uh-huh. remember why. I don't know That's why. Cool. It must have been towards the end of the school year where it kind of uh-huh. gets a little, you know, lax. And let's watch a movie. Yeah, yeah. So. And I don't know about you, but I wanted a DMK license plate for years after that. Mm. I didn't have a vehicle yet, but I wanted that license plate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now that we've gotten out those out of the way, we can go to the actual list. So why don't you shake the dust off of your paper and tell us what that number five is going to be. Okay. Well, we need to shake the dust off of the film canisters. Cause this thing's Ooh. old. Ooh. And uh, my number five is HG Wells things to come. Oh, wow. Old school. Yeah. Made in 1936 and um, took, you know, a couple of years to make, if I remember right. And one of the reasons excuse me. One of the reasons that this one made the top five is because I, to this day, believe that this is my first memory of seeing something post-apocalyptic 
on TV. Uh, for some reason, I I swear it it must have been like a I don't know a movie on the weekend or something like that. But I remember seeing this black and white movie that had scenes from from this movie. And um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was made in 1936. It was based on uh, on the story "The Shape of Things to Come" by H.G. Wells, and I believe he did the screenplay for this. But he didn't really have any sort of control over the movie itself. Yeah, and um, you know, it takes place in Christmas 1940, and there's a giant war, global war that happens, and then it does. It kind of does a series of flash forwards through the years. Um, through to like 1960, where it's just been perpetual war and uh, warlords have kind of come into being. And then like in 1970, I think this, this guy arrives in a fancy uh, airplane and um, talks about being from um, uh, this thing called wings over the world. And they're Mm -hmm. basically rebuilding society. And, um, and then we flash forward to like 2036 and mankind is living in this kind of utopian underground society. Um, but there's unrest because uh, there's this sculptor and he believes that uh, progress, this, this rushed progress is a bad thing. And, um, and so there's still, there's still dissension, you know, no matter how you tell, and this kind of leads me to, you know, people talk about living in a utopia, right? Well, utopias are inherently dystopian because there will always be the haves and the have nots. You will always have the elites and the workers, you know, and that ties it, you know, like with, uh, I, I don't want to, well, uh, never mind because I don't know if that movie is going to be part of your thing or whatnot. But if we come back to it, um, Metropolis. It just, it, no, it, well, yeah, it, it's it's a lot like that. That's, uh, but, I always saw this as like a companion movie. Yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't want to derail. Yeah, oh no, on. no, that's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what this reminds me of? The time machine. <laughs> yes, the time machine. You know what this reminds me of? It, it's kind of it's kind of like the time machine where heard you have. It. You have the haves and the have-nots, <laughs> and uh, you know the the Eloy and the Morlocks are descendants of those, and now the have-nots are running the roost. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. That is actually one of those films that I picked up. I think I want to pick it up at Barnes and Nobles when the Criterion's were fifty um, percent <laughs> off. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cool stuff on that disc. Um, I, yeah, I. I I just watched it the one time, so I haven't gone back to it. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I got the the one that has because there's some scenes, like extra scenes, mm-hmm. um, that weren't in the because there's like I don't know three or four different runs of the movie. They had yeah. a run for England, and they had a run for America, and then you know this one was this was this long, and this one was that long. And so, um, yeah, I need to find. I can't remember what what copy I have, but yeah. Yeah. And I love the sets and the models for this movie. Mm-hmm. They just did such an incredible job with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I was saying a minute ago, it just, I, I feel like these two movies, that and Metropolis kind of go together. And yeah, it's amazing deal. to think that they were both out, you know, not exactly around the same, but right around the same time. Sure. And, you know, people were having those thoughts back then. Right. But yeah. the haves and the have nots have been since forever you know right so so yeah. exactly 
No, that's an excellent choice. Of course, I wouldn't have expected anything less of you. Um, <clears throat> so I will have to parry that with my number five favorite, which is a little film that came out in 1968 um, about a little place called the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Again, perfect uh, example of an all-apocalyptic movie, but you didn't know it was a post-apocalyptic movie until the very end. Right. You know, and this, we could could go for days about this movie. Mm. Uh, Charlton Heston, Roddy McDowell, Kim Hunter, Maurice Evans, <gasps> Linda Harrison. <laughs> so many, so many great actors in this movie. And it kicked off the, the start of a, um, of a dynasty that's still going strong today. Mm-hmm. I mean, five movies, a reboot, three new movies, um, a TV show, uh, an animated TV show. Um, it's just, I really enjoy when they, in, in the second movie, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, when they finally got down through the Forbidden Zone and get in and find all the, what was it, Queensboro Plaza or something like that I in New York? Like Grand, yeah, it might have been Grand Central. I, I don't. I just remember it was un, it was underground. Yeah. So I, th- I, I didn't think it was, but anyway. And then you see all of you know, and like, oh wow, this this is all Earth. You know, of course we know it now, but it's really the mm. first time, except for the Statue of Liberty. Oh my God, I just spoiled the movie. Ugh, I can't believe. <laughs> oh. it. Oh, I'm such you. a bad person, such a bad person. But uh, I love I love that movie because it does trick you into not knowing that it's post-apocalyptic until the end. And then when you go back and look at it, you're like, oh, okay, okay. I could see that's where that was going. You know, and I love a good film that will le- put all of the evidence out in front of you and you don't make the correct, you know, choice about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's on you, not on the director. Which right. I'm not going to get started on the village from M. Night Shyamalan. Just saying, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Okay. As a matter of fact, which I wondered if I wondered if that was a PA movie the entire. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to say the entire time, but at a certain point, I thought, wait a minute, is this is this something that I'm actually going to like? Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Not that I didn't like it, but you know what I mean. I yeah. Yeah, the, I will tell you. Then we'll talk about this later. Off. Okay. 30 seconds into the movie, after I've seen it, 30 seconds into the movie, turned me off. And I'll, really? tell, you, I'll tell you why later. I love him, Knight. I haven't seen the old yet. I think uh, Dave and Julie went to see it. Um, so I'll have to ask them how they liked it. But uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> so why don't we, um, why don't we dig around in that rough sack of yours, grab a can of number four, and open it up to tell me what it is. Well, interestingly enough, we can grab a can of Dinky D and start eating it with a fork. Oh! Because my number four is Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I remember seeing the, in the news, you know, remember in newspapers, they would have the the movie times and they have the little posters. Or the the, big posters. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I re- I remember seeing that the the famous poster of uh of a, kind of the Max character and kind of the I think he's supposed to be the Wes character and the truck rolling down the middle yeah and I and as a kid I remember trying to make that that crossbow thing gone oh really the, oh yeah and <laughs> hopefully your um, accuracy was a little bit better it, oh it never even came to fruition <laughs> but um 
uh, at the time, uh, what was that? 1980. How could I not know the year? How could I not know the year that came out? Was it 82? Okay. Uh, I was a, (laughs) I was a sophomore in high school, in in high school. Uh, No, I wasn't. I was uh, uh, in like uh, seventh grade, sixth grade, uh, sixth grade. And I was in 4-H. And so I was showing my heifer. I was showing a pig. I I had chickens. I had all this stuff going on at the fair. We would just stay at the fair in a, in a camper. Mm, And in the commercial, (laughs) in in, in the commercial building, there was a, um, you know, the commercial buildings, they have the little, all the local businesses and stuff like that. And we had a VCR, you know, a, a videotape rental store. Okay. And so they had the road warrior on like on constant loop. And I spent the entire, now you got to remember, <laughs> this is the peak of like arcades. And so uh-huh. they, they had an arcade tent at the fair as well. But I spent that entire fair sitting at that booth, watching the road warrior <laughs> on constant loop. Wow. And, uh, and it wouldn't be, I don't know, for a while until my parents let me actually rent it. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, what, I mean, <sighs> It's 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 the it's the standard by which all PA movies were judged in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, look at all of the Italian and and everything. Uh, basically Barbarians re- of New York. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which 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 was awesome, because as a kid, you'd go to the to the uh, VHS store. What do we call a video rental stores? Yeah, we just got them the video store. That's what I call video them store. Here. Yeah, the video <laughs> store. It's been so long since I've had to say those words. I can't remember <laughs> what they are. Um, and just looking for something that, you know, a, a, a escape from New York 2019 or escape, just all these different, not escape from New York. That's the Kurt Russell thing. What was the, but anyway. that's kind of a PA, but not really, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, and so, and they were horrible. Wheels of fire and just all of these the, the, uh, wheels of fire. My God, don't ever watch that movie. It's. It's, wow, it's I've never even heard of that one. That one. I generally don't talk about things I don't like, but man, oh man. Anyway, um, striker. <laughs> yeah, striker. End game. It just go on and on. Uh, but yeah, the the Road Warrior was just perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just perfect. Yeah, it was. An awesome I don't. I, I I don't know what else to say about it. Well, Nobody doesn't know about the Road Warrior. Yeah. Really. What What blows me off just my mind is just totally that this is your number four. Yeah. Wow. Buckle up baby. Because this is, we're in for a bumpy ride because it should be number one. Shouldn't it? Well, to be honest, honest, that's what I really thought. It was going to be your number one or number two. I knew it was going to be on your list. It had to be on your list. You know, it's like, you know, favorite organs and you not say heart. So (laughs) I'm okay. You know, but, um, Wow. Wow. So I, I gotta have to step up my game. Um, geez. Okay. Well, my number four is a little breaking of my own rule again, but because it's my show, we, I feel like I could do that. Um, this may surprise you, but I'm talking about 1989's Chris Christopherson, Cheryl Ladd vehicle called millennium. Oh yeah. Okay? So, I know a lot of it took place here. Okay. So I already mm-hmm. broke my own rule, whatever. But my dad loved this movie. 
and we had it on VHS. And I mm-hmm. remember watching it over and over again. And the thing that stuck always in my head was when they were in the future and they'd um, they'd smoke and then throw their cigarette down and the little laser would, <laughs> and the, it would be gone. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, you can do that, but you can't figure out how to right. do stuff, you know? But if you've never seen it, it's a, it's a really interesting movie um, that takes place current time and future about plane crashes and the people who are left on board that are dead that before the plane crashes, people from the future come and take them and replace them with kind of copies of their bodies so that they can have them into the future to help repopulate the earth. And it's, 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 it messes with your head. Um, Daniel, uh, Daniel J. Trevante from Hill Street Blues is, uh, I think he's an NTSB inspector on it. And it's, I just really think it's, it's cool. And then they also bring in one of, so you've got PA and then you've got time travel because as things start to derail and Chris Christopherson is, is present time and Cheryl Ladd is jumping from the future back and forth and they're, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And they start having these time quakes. You remember that where it was mm-hmm. like, you know, they were trying. And then the end of the movie is, is, is definitely a downer, you know, because it's, it's, you got that robot guy that was uh, Sherman, yeah. you know, he, yeah. I think he gets the last seed if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> but it, you know, cool movie. I did, did say, like I said, it's not going to be exactly what the PA is supposed to be, but I had to put it on here just because I remember I've watched it gosh, so many times back in the nineties and I haven't seen it again. I tried to find it and I just didn't have the time to rewatch it, but I loved it. So it's gotta be my number four. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. And it was one of those movies. I love when you have those movies that, that do something like that with, you know, <clears throat> with the, when planes go down and, the, and, and, and cause it makes you think, Oh my God, do you, you don't think that's like what really it reminds me of my son i have 10 and 11 year old boys and we'll be watching something and it'll say is that real mm-hmm. and so it's one of those things that you go well there's no proof that it isn't happening right you know <laughs> and so can't it makes prove you, that negative right it, it makes you wonder i've got the novelization up on my shelf as a matter of fact really see that's yeah. why i love you man <laughs> <laughs> yep. wow well i think it is time for us to fire up your pursuit special and chase down your number three. My number three, you know, the thing about some, I thought a lot of these movies were going to be classics. And I thought they were good because I like a lot of sixties PA and I like a lot of seventies and, and a lot of fifties, you know, really? yeah. Yeah, a little, they get a little campy, but um, my uh, number three is book of Eli. Oh, that is a good one. That was on my uh, short list near the end. Yeah. It hit it. it trips every trigger for me it pushes every button the the look well first of all first first off denzel washington mm-hmm. come on come on yeah yeah, yeah. Um, am, I, am i uh what's her name kushner uh, uh, mia kushner oh yeah i don't i don't know yeah, i think i think that she was, plays uh, the girl right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh oh and of course um <laughs> I didn't write his name down because I didn't think I would have to. Uh, well, the bad guy. Um, the, bad, the bad guy was in there. It was Gary Oldman, right? Gary Oldman, yeah. yeah. See, pretty um, much any movie that you, you can't think of the villain, it's probably Gary Oldman. Yeah. yeah. And oddly enough, they 
I wish he had been kind of more, a little more Gary Oldman, kind of like he was in Leon, the professional, mm-hmm. you know, where we get to see, you know, really weird Gary Oldman. Yeah. But he wasn't. Yeah. So that's okay. Um, <laughs> so we still got Denzel Washington. Yes. But yeah, it, the, the, the look of the movie. It, oh, yeah. You remember when I was telling you, I, 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 I'm in love with just the look of ruin and devastation and, and all that this film had all of it and uh, and that ending look if, if people want to call me an idiot if they want to say i'm not uh observant enough or whatever i didn't catch on until the very end really of, of what the of what the the book was of what oh no i know i i had a really good idea what oh, the okay book was. okay but I didn't know what the other thing was. Oh, and I don't know if yeah, it's I'm still too late to, I don't know if it's still too early. To, well, it's been 11 years. So I because, think you're good to go. Yeah. Because that is literally a massive spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Dave so, hates. So okay, yeah, sorry. well, I think I already spoiled that for Dave, <laughs> to be honest with you. There was some podcast I did that. So was someone and, um, and uh, Silent greatest people. yeah, yeah. Cause I'm like that, you know, if a movie's like 40 years old, really, you're going to, I mean, yeah. but, um, yeah, I just, I loved the story. I loved that. It was the Bible. I loved the twist and even watching it, you know, a second time and a third time and a fourth time, I still see parts where I go, Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. If I would have been paying you know, a lot more attention the first time. I don't know how you could pick up all this stuff the first run through. No, Cause I no. went, we, we, I went to the theater to see it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, you know, I'm just being blown away by ruins at, yeah. at yeah. that point. But, you know, I, I, I got big shades of Fahrenheit 451, the ending mm. of that movie when mm. I, when it got to the end of this movie. And I was like, man, that's bravo, bravo, you know? Yeah. Really, really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a great pick, man. Um, I, I really like that one. Well, thank uh, like you. I said, it was on my short list. 2010 wasn't that long ago. So if you haven't seen mm. it, go see it. But now we've, we've ruined it for you. So ha watch movies. Oh, but I didn't, I didn't. Really. <laughs> so my number three is at the very beginning of the 21st century, um, a little film called rain of fire from 2002. Oh, yes. Okay. So <sighs> was this one on your radar when you thought about this list? Yeah, it was one of my thing. It, it just, it, but I'm, I'm going to let you. Yeah, I just, I, I, you know, it's got some amazing people. Uh, for me, and I know you didn't have a huge part, but um, uh, Sadiq Al Fadil, um, who's uh, Alexander Sadiq now, Dr. Bashir from Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. has a good point, a good part in this film. Uh, another Trek alum, Alice Krieg, had a part where she's actually Karen Abercrombie. Um, mm-hmm. Christian Bale's mother. And so you've also got Matthew McConaughey. And did you realize that Joffrey Baratheon was in this movie from Game of Thrones? Yeah. Uh, the actor uh, Jack I, I, Gleason. I haven't, I've never watched Game of Thrones. Okay, folks. Well, that is the show today. Thanks for being with us. Uh, <laughs> if you ever get a chance, it's a great, it's a great series, but anyway, okay. um, so it's, it's, it takes place. Early in the 21st century, uh, they're in London working on the underground, and they actually dig into a cave, and a dragon comes out of it. And it's like, holy crap, what is this? And within like 
what, 10, 20 years maybe, um, the world's a wasteland. There are a few pockets of survivors out there, and um, two of the groups are what we kind of focus on in this movie. Just like in the Arthurian times where you would think there would have been dinosaurs in the tales, I'm sorry, not dinosaurs, dragons in the tales, they basically have taken over all of the castles and they're mm-hmm. using what modified weapons they can and it's a losing battle. And it's a, it's a really, and again, I won't spoil this one because it's, it's kind of off the radar for a lot of people, but it has a very interesting ending and a very interesting way um, of tying it up, but not putting a bow on it. So I always right. was kind of waiting for there to be a sequel. Um, and I've heard that there was a movie that was pretty much a sequel, but but not. But anyway, I, I haven't. But that's that's really good. The Kentucky Irregulars, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then the Americans roll in. That's it. That's it. It's the Americans. <laughs> McConaughey was American in that movie, baby. He was such a badass. I mean, come <laughs> on. He was so awesome. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. Just love it. I mean, you've got the post-apocalypse and dragons. I know, you know. What? I mean, Armored two cow. great tastes that taste great together, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's you're literally watching a Reese's peanut butter cup for exactly. an hour and a half. Oh, and I saw it in the theater, too. I remember yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, that was yep, a good one. It was one of those, um, oh, okay, I'll go watch it, and was blown away. It was like, let me give you some more money for that ticket. Yeah, there's so many good things about that movie. And it's another one of those movies that make you go, well, I, you said you didn't want to spoil anything, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, Come on. It's uh, 19 years old. You can say okay, it. Okay. Um, because basically dragons were what wiped out the dinosaurs. Right. That's how they explained away the dinosaur because the dragons feed on ash. And so all they do is burn everything. And then that's what they eat. Right. And um, <clears throat> And so you think, well, there's nothing to say that that's not how the dinosaurs Again, extinct, again, you know, <laughs> prove it, prove it, prove yeah. that it didn't happen that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a good movie, man. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, good. I'm glad you like it. Um, so I think then if I'm doing my calculations, right, that it's time for you to set the dogs loose and determine that your number two is in fact, not a Terminator. My number two, okay, I've explained, and I think I've mentioned to you that I have, I, it took me, Jamie Ray, it took me a long time to do this list, okay? And I get pleasure from that. I, I don't know why I get pleasure from that. But. I'm not going to say it was torture, but <laughs> man, it was torture. That's what I was really, for. <laughs> really digging into these and trying to decide, is this my first? Because now we're down to number two, mm-hmm. okay? It's getting tight. And my number two was number one for a long time, but it became number two. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was a big decision. That was a life changing moment for me. Okay. Yes. My number two is the road. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't think I, there's probably only one other movie that um, stayed as true and accurate to the source material. Um, as the road, I thought that the road, the, the movie of the road was a, a, just a very perfect representation of, of the source material of the book. 
naturally there was some things of the book that they didn't put in it. And I'm glad about that. Um, also it would have been a five hour movie, but, yeah. um, you know, Viggo Mortensen and, and Jody Smith McPhee, uh, is it McPhee or McKee McPhee? No, Cody it's McPhee. Smith. Cody Smith. Yeah. McPhee. Yeah. Cody Smith. McPhee. Um, were just amazing. Yeah. They, they were the man and the boy, uh-huh. you know? And, um, and I, I just, I appreciated how true it stayed to the look of the book, the feel of the book, the cadence of the book, the, just the every, just the book. Right. And um, it is a, you know, I don't know if, if people have read the book, it is a terribly depressing <clears throat> story. I mean, it is, do not be, do not go into reading this thing being sad because damn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my, uh, that's my number two. And, um, okay. Well, I've kept silent because I wanted you to, to get, you know, everything out that you wanted about number about, about the road. So I will tell you that I read the book Mm -hmm. and then I saw the movie Mm -hmm. and I will never do either of those two things again. And it is an incredible book and it is an amazing adaptation of the, the book and a f- film on its own. Uh, but it is probably one of the most uh, depressing is not the word for it. Yeah. This, they, both of those shook me to a mm-hmm. core. They really did. There's not a lot of books. I can't put it as a favorite book by any means, but if I had to make a list of books that, that, that really grabbed me, that's got to be probably near the top. Um, the the fact that that the family mm-hmm. is only referred to as man, boy, and woman, mm-hmm. and you know we don't talk about Charlize Theron because she's really before the PA, right? Um, and the fact that that oh my God, it's just there is there is no hope whatsoever. None, you know, because you, you talk about getting to, uh, you know, a sanctuary somewhere and they're just trying to get to, I think it's, is it the California uh, or at least it's, it's the Pacific ocean, right? The East, the East coast. Yeah. Oh, it's the East coast Atlantic. Okay. Yeah. So they're just trying to get there to the sea. Um, and it's like everything. I mean, even the barbecue scene, it just sticks with me oh, so yeah. much that I, I, it, it never even, I never even wrote it on my list. It is an incredible, and, and I could definitely see why you, you like it, but uh, I cannot with good heart ever recommend any, either of these two films. I mean, the book or the film. It's, it's tough. It, it is. is tough. And I tell you what, I read it before I became a father. And then I saw the movie after becoming a father um, and then I read the book again. I've, and then I, I, I've listened to the audio book. I usually listen to it once or twice a year. For that feel good. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You know, for that little pick me up that I need every once in a while. And yeah, it just putting myself in the position of the man, the father mm-hmm. and having to, <laughs> I, I can't even, I know having, having to think about making the potentially making the decision that he might have to make is, is I, I can't grasp it. I can't, 
you know, know. it's, but yeah, no. And I understand um, you not being able to recommend it because it is a deep, dark slog, man. It's, it's, it's some dark stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you, one of the, obviously the barbecue scene is, is probably one of the Mm -hmm. biggest, but you know, one of the things that sticks with me from the movie is when, um, after the boy is born, it takes place after all the fires and everything have, have been ravaging. Mm -hmm. And there's that scene where, um, I think she's trying to kill herself. Yeah. Or she wants to kill herself. And then he yeah. shoots it. And that was their last bullet. And she basically just takes her coat, takes her hat, whatever, all, all she, you know, and yep. walks out into walks, it, you know, walks off into the night. And I'm like, how bad must it be for her to have come to that point? You know, um, it, she's a woman who's completely broken. Completely. She's, she's absolutely completely broken. She, you know, she wishes she never had that son. She thinks yeah. it's the worst thing that could have possibly happened. Yeah. And she blames the man for basically her still being around and, mm-hmm. and staying alive. And yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what, one, that's one of the things I have the hardest time dealing with is because she's, in my mind, she's being about as selfish as you can be. And I know I get it. You know, you shouldn't have to pressure someone into, you know, doing something they don't want to do, but my God, you are a mother and you're this man's wife. Yeah. And, um, and you're just wanting to take the easy way out. And, um, and it makes me hate her. I hate Mm -hmm. her guts. I know. I absolutely despise her. That visceral emotional reaction that it pulls out of you. I, I don't know of any other book that Corbett McCarthy wrote because I never wanted to look into it because Mm -hmm. I I mean, there are not very many books that will make you go through this. And I don't even want to call it a roller coaster because it's really not. It's a descent. (laughs) There is no hill, you know, it's just, it's constantly pulling and pulling and pulling. And we got to talk about the music too on this Mm -hmm. movie. I mean, to think that, that Nick cave and the bad seeds guys pretty much got together and did this, this music, it's like, wait, what? You know, but the, the it just, it swells within you, but not in a good way. It, uh, mm-hmm. it almost poisons your soul as you watch this film, Yeah, you know? And, um, okay. I will tell you, excellent, excellent pick. I, I, I applaud you because this is one of the best representations of a PA uh, world. Uh, mm-hmm. Not in the not in the good kind, not where you can go and raid all the stores and all of that stuff. Type no, thing. you know, uh, it's just oh wow, 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 good, good choice. Thank wow. You. So mine is going to be uh, a huge, <laughs> a huge jump from that film, <laughs> and I'm going to get a lot of crap for this movie. I mean, but uh, I'm it's I, I love it. I love it. I'm not even going to beat around the bush. Jason X from 2001 all right jason x not only is it post-apocalyptic it's pretty much post-earth you know um i'm gonna let you take a moment to compose yourself and stop giggling (laughs) i I, I only remember one scene from the movie where he dunks the I don't even remember if it was a man or a woman, but woman. dumps her head in, yeah, in yeah. liquid nitrogen. And I've heard you and Dave talk about this movie a lot. <laughs> and um, and it makes me, it fills me with happiness that <laughs> that you guys, he likes it too, right? Um, he gives me crap remember. about it. 
Okay, but it, it makes me happy that you enjoy it so much. I do. Yeah. Look, here's my here's my Jason X action there figure. There we go. You know, I mean, look awesome. at that. Beautiful movie maniacs, you know. One day I'll have this signed. But it's, hey, I know what it is. I do. I know what it is, okay? But I still enjoy it. So so basically the reason it's a PA movie, since you've never seen it. Yeah, you gotta, you're going to have to <clears throat> yeah, so, do this. Uh, in 2008... They have this really cool uh, trap set, and they catch Jason, <clears throat> and they take him um, to the Crystal Lake Research Facility, which has been created. All right, yep, yep, yep. Just pl- go ahead and mute your phone. I mean, your microphone, if you need to stop. You know, I might. <laughs> no, don't, don't, because I, I want to hear it. <laughs> so they try to kill him for two years. Okay. Uh, and there's a government scientist named Rowan LaFontaine. Um, Lexa Doig, I believe, is the actress. She is on a TV, was, was like on Farscape or or one of these other shows. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> but after numerous times of trying to kill her, she wants to put him into cryogenic stasis. Okay. And then Dr. Wimmer shows up, who is played by David Cronenberg. Oh. Small, small little bit part. Well, he shows up and he is hoping to uh, learn how the rapid cellular regeneration of him works, why he never can die. And of course, turn it into, you know, a military uh, advantage so that they can send their troops and never die. And through a bad series of discussions, they accidentally release Jason and she manages to get him into the pod to cryogenically freeze him. But then she gets trapped inside of it with him. Yeah. And so they're frozen, all right? So then you jump 200, no, no, 450-something years, 400 and, yeah, 445 years later, okay? The Earth is a wasteland. It's basically um, a research spot for students. And that's what we find here, is there are a group of students who are going together, and they go to this place led by uh, Professor Brandon Lowe, um, is they're, they're basically moving everybody's moved to earth two now. And so they oh. go and they, they come across, you know, for a science trip, basically they come and they find this place and boom, there's Jason and Rowan. So they're frozen and they bring them back up aboard to their ship. And that's when all hell breaks loose. So of course it's all this in the future. She's almost dead. So they have these nanites that, go into her and they, they help her and she's better. Well, somewhere along the line, Jason's gets reanimated. Okay. And then he goes on a killing spree and they kill him in a most spectacular way. KM 14, the lovely Lisa Ryder, who was a, uh, an Android. Um, she, she guns up man and she kills him. Well, she kills him and he falls into the lab with all the nanites. And nobody thinks, oh, crap, they're all the nanites are in there. So basically, they turn Jason into this. And then he um, then he uh, uh, wrecks havoc all over again, you know? And so it's, again, it's re- there's like one scene where there's a holodeck, and they're trying to distract Jason, and they make a holodeck program with two co-eds. 
um, in string bikini type things. And they're like, hey, we want to do marijuana and have premarital sex. <laughs> and so he attacks them, you know. <laughs> it's uh, anyway. I, it's I love I love I love the film. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, KM fourteen um, is amazing in it. And both of those ladies are in this other series, whichever it is, um, like again, Farscape or I forget which one it was. I've been chastised already for not knowing this, but no. um, <clears throat> anyway, that's my number two, Jason X. So there you go. Hey, me if well, you want to out there, I'm- it's it's my choice. <clears throat> I'm not quite sure what to say, but, <laughs> but it does, it does make me happy that, it, that you enjoy the film so much and that it is your pick for number two. How interesting that both <laughs> of our number twos um, are on there. And the other person has no idea why it would be on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is all about though. This, all is your, about. this is your thing. <laughs> so listen, um, <clears throat> before we sharpen up our hunting knives, clean off all of our gear and head back out into the wasteland to discover your number one. I want to ask you a question. Okay. So you're in post you're in, um, last man on earth world Mm -hmm. with Vincent price. Um, like literally with Vincent price. No, no, you are price in there. Okay. 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 All right. What is the one thing that, once you come out and all the people are gone, you go and get the one thing that I go and get. Now, I don't mean like go and get a, a water filter or go and get a new generator. That's quiet. You're going to go. Oh. You, every store is now open to you. The world is your basket. What's that one thing you go and get? Oh gosh. I don't know if I've ever thought about this. <clears throat> if I, if the, and you're, and we're, and we're leaving out the normal food, yeah. water, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know. I mean, you, you got to get all that. You want something. What are you going to go to get? I want something. Can I drive? Sure. You can go wherever you want. You have to drive because you can't fly unless you know how to fly. I want to find a, well, gasoline's not going to last for very long. So that's one of the things that bothers me about some PA flicks. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I, Ah, this is a surprise. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I'm going to go and get. Can I? I would ask if I could think about that because I can't. All I can think of is, you know, food and water and, and medical supplies and, and that's why you know, survival you, stuff. Because you thought about <laughs> all of that stuff over and over and over again. Right. I'm sure, you know, you have a bug out bag list and a bug out truck list, but you not, not any of that. What's, you know, like, Oh, I got it. 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 All right. A friend. Oh my God. Because okay. you, because I'll you know it. what, because you know what, in fact, I think this is just on Twitter. Uh, when we do those post-apoc Fridays, uh-huh. um, uh, the, the, the theme for this Friday was, ah, I can't remember, but I posted this thing where I said, um, loyalties and friends or friendship and loyalty can switch. Mm-hmm. At the speed of a jacketed hollow point. Okay. Um, when you're in a situation like that and loyalty and trust are the two most 
this is just how this is just what I think. Loyalty and trust are the two most, um, I guess, sought after important uh, things in in that kind of world. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I guess the first thing I would look for is a friend, someone who is loyal and someone who I can trust. Very cool. Good, good choice. All right. All right. So reveal unto us. Wait, what's your, what, what ah, you're not going to answer it. No, I can answer it. Uh, I, as stupid as this sounds, I would love to go. Um, <clears throat> I don't know where I'd have to go. Of course, it's the end of the world. So I have plenty of time to research. Um, I would love to go and find like some of the original artwork for some, old old comic books you know because oh, everybody disappears yeah. so just to go and like have those and hold them in my hands you know um so like i said of course you have to do it fast because the internet would go down eventually but <laughs> figure out where those were and that would be like my road trip and i would go and find some i'm sure they're in 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 um museums and stuff but you know break all that glass and open and just just really hold those things because that's oh i get that man yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's great you know? now i want to change my answer yeah no no i want to change mine i'd, I'd find <laughs> a girlfriend but um ah, okay. <laughs> all right well we've got that out of the way um before the the uh <laughs> before the comet strikes the planet give us your number one and i do want to make a prediction okay i don't know if i'm gonna ours are the same so i'm gonna see Go ahead. I'm going to predict they are not. Okay. Okay. Cause you haven't mentioned this one in any of our discussions and I thought, and I haven't either. So I'm thinking it's either a very clever um, misdirection or I'm totally wrong. This uh, my number one is going to be, I would assume generally disagreed with. Okay. But I have, a like I said, this is a hill I'm going to die on because I, have read this book a number of times. I also listen to the audio book at least once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with this story and it is my top number one book. Mm-hmm. It's my top number one story that I like. <clears throat> and I'm talking about the 1984 production of 1984. Wow. You are correct. I'm not there at all. Wow. Um, okay. And the reason being that, that uh, some folks are probably going to disagree with that is that it's generally considered to be a dystopian world mm-hmm. that, that it's taking place in just it's perpetual war. Um, and, but the film, remember when I was talking about the road and how I thought what a, what a, uh, an accurate representation of the source material it was, and mm-hmm. that there was only one other movie that I thought was even more accurate. This yeah. is it. Oh, okay. the, the movie is the book. Uh, okay. The characters, uh, just everything from the characters to the cinematography, to the sets, to the the, the script, just everything is yeah. the book. Uh, John Hurt plays Winston Smith, mm-hmm. uh, the lead character. And, um, oh, shoot, I'm losing his name. Richard Burton. Richard Burton plays, uh, uh, <laughs> what's his name? I hate when I do that. <laughs> O'Brien. Anyway, O'Brien. And, uh. And it just, it, it, I, f- I feel like it, it destroys my credibility when I can't, but I take advantage. No, no, that not at all. I, I take advantage that when we're going to do this, I'm going to remember, oh yeah, Richard Burton plays O'Brien. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> everybody plays everybody. And, and then every, I lose it all. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just love this movie and the soundtrack by the Eurythmics. I had the mm-hmm. soundtrack before I even saw the movie. Really? Yeah. And uh, uh, because on Friday night videos, Oh yeah. Uh, because we didn't have cable, we didn't have any of that, but we had, you know, just network television and they had Friday night videos and there was a video for sex crime by the by the Eurythmics. And it had a lot of scenes from the movie and I was like, "What's this?" Uh-huh. And um so yeah, um and oh, my reasoning behind it being post-apocalyptic is because we have what I believe to be a societal apocalypse. We have suffered a societal apocalypse and we're not coming back from this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, cities, towns, all that just are, are, are just these broken down. Um, you know, the, uh, I just don't Now I don't even know how to describe it. Everything's broken down, run down, and there really is no hope mm-hmm. for, you know, you have the destruction of the language. You have the destruction of, of, of just everything, you know, the future, right. you know, imagine the future. It's a boot stomping on a, on a person's face forever. Yeah. And um, that's pretty apocalyptic to me. Okay. So let me ask you, because I want you to die on this hill. Um, so in the movie from 1984 mm-hmm. and in the book, do they ever explain why the world is where it is now? Because I know that in 56, was it 56 or 54, um, 56, they had a movie in black and white that right. had Edmund O'Brien and Michael Brigham. And in yeah. that movie, there's a voiceover at the beginning that talks mm-hmm. about a nuclear war. Right. Yeah. In the book, they do. They do. In the, okay. In, okay. Yeah. It, it's very limited. It just talks about right. there being an atomic, you know, a, a, atomic bombs being used. And that's pretty much it. It never really goes into it. Well, see, and, I think that's right. There is why we're, that's your ammunition. That's, there was a nuclear apocalypse. Right. Yeah. And that, yeah. 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 I suppose. Um, yeah. And in the, in the movie you're talking about, there's actually one, I think maybe before that. There was one. I'm just seeing with, here, uh, two, Peter Cushing. Yeah, with Peter Cushing. I think yeah. that was like a BBC production mini. I think it was. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, Donald Pleasance was in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, and then the and then the fifty six version. I think it was fifty six. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, it even says, I, I can't remember if it says loosely based on the novel <laughs> by George Orwell or something like that because kind of based on we read it, yeah. it once and you know, <laughs> and it's I mean it's pretty. It's pretty. Cl- I mean, it's pretty darn close. But so you've the, the, seen it. Oh yeah, yeah. I have oh, okay, it on DVD. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Um, but the the 1984 version of 1984 uh-huh. is, I think, perfection. Yeah. Absolute yeah. perfection. Okay. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I, that's that's a, that's some double think to uh, to go over. My, you know. I, <laughs> I, I have not seen that movie probably in at least twenty plus years. Um, oh wow. I, I, I totally respect your opinion, uh, and your choice to do this. I, um, I found it just, Oh God, don't hate me. Just boring. You know, well, it's a, it's, it's a boring book. Yeah, it was, it was. And yeah, so it's, I mean, I, I, I couldn't imagine listening to it twice a year and watching it 
over and over again. I mean, it's a powerful message. Trust me, yeah. it, it, especially to today, you know, comparing it now to, to, to what's going on, you know, in our, in our world now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, I mean, you wouldn't have the terms that we have, like, you know, big brother. I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, that comes straight from there. We got a TV series called big brother for crying out loud. Yep. You know, it's horrible. I've, I've never seen it, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't watch that stuff, <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, it's, it's, I just, I get you The yeah. you cannot defend a favorite and I'm with you. It's just, that would never have been my, my idea that that was your number one. So well, surprised good. to me again, sir. Really, <laughs> really, really like that. That's awesome. Um, so do you know what I thought your number one was going to be? Oh, it's one well, of the I, first things that brought us together on, on Tumblr. I think. All I can think of is Rob. Damnation alley. Damnation alley. 1977 based on the yes. Rogers Ellensy book. I swore that we were going to get to number one and we were going to match. I, well, I just, I knew God, that wasn't even on my top five. Wow. It, was, it, it was in, it was in my honorable mentions though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're 33 honorable mentions now. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> no. Um, that's, that's one of these things where as soon as I, we decided, decided on this topic, that was my number mm-hmm. one. Now it was just a matter of figuring out the rest of them. Um, oh, I'll be darned. Yeah. I, and I know it's, it's not the best made movie. Um, I'll give you that. Um, but God, I guess I saw it at that right time. And I mean, you, you have the little bit before with, with George Papard and, mm-hmm. um, uh, Murray Hamilton, who I come later on, you know, to love in, in so many horror movies. Um, but God, you know, I mean, the ICBMs go off and the world is knocked off of its axis and everything is, is just, just totally wiped out. Um, you've got gigantic mutated scorpions. Um, and you've got jam killer carpets of cockroaches. What (laughs) say that three times fast. Uh, Paul Winfield, you got a very young Jackie Earl Haley as Billy. Mm -hmm. Um, God, I mean, there's just so many things about, and it feels like you're going from place to place to place and everything has been affected differently. Yeah. And from, from going to, I think they go to, do they go to Vegas or is it just a place? Okay. So Vegas at one point, and then he jumps from, from, you know, running away from the, the, the carpet uh, cockroaches jumps through. <laughs> I the think that was Salt Lake City, wasn't it? It might have been. It might Maybe. just remember there was like a casino uh, thing because they're heading north. Yeah, up to Albany. Albany. Or, yeah, that's what. Yeah, they're going Albany. northeast. God, okay. he says Albany so many times in that movie. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I just I love the Landmasters. Mm-hmm. You know that we see over and over and, and uh, well, Arc Two shows yep. up later on. You know, on TV and. I just love, that's one of my favorite vehicles of all times. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm doing a, uh, a, a 1980s car list with our buddies, uh, JD and Kyle over it, uh, back mm. in time, mm-hmm. but I was bummed because I couldn't put this in there because it's from 77, but it definitely would have, oh. would have made my top five. I mean, my yeah. fave five list. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, just that is when it comes to PA movies for me. Um, 
I, I like the fact that I feel like this is what's what would happen in the event of one of these things is that you've got this group uh, that everybody has different things to offer mm-hmm. and to take away from the group. Right. You know, uh, Papard was, you know, was the quote unquote leader, um, even though they kind of ran around him and did what they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you needed that because a lot of times they would get into a situation and he was right, but they hadn't paid attention to him and they barely got out with it, right. you know? And then that whole scene where the water comes in and throws the land masters and now they're supposed to be sea masters. Uh, you know, it's just, <clears throat> I don't know. I absolutely love this movie. And um, that's why it's my number one. I, I, I'm not sure what to say. I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with it. I, I love the movie, and you're probably like me, where you saw it on TV as a kid. Exactly. And I think I remember probably seeing it at least twice. They showed it probably two, three times over the span of year. You know, you'd have those, mm-hmm. you know, Sunday night movies or Saturday night movies or whatever it was. You know, da 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 da, and yeah. with the thing on the TV, and and uh, it was like an event. When Damnation yeah. Alley was going to be on, I was, you know, you're like, Mom, Dad, yeah, go away. I'm watching this, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I remember. Yep. Oh, that was that's a. Have you have you read the book? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I have several oh, okay. copies of it. As a matter of fact, that's, oh, okay, you have one of the same copies that I have mm-hmm. uh, with the red cover with just the yep. Landmaster coming over it. You know, yeah. And, and yeah, the the book's a little bit different, but. Um, I just, I hadn't read the book. Of course it was years before I read the book. Right. Um, but man, it was just, that was it. That was it. That's like I said, as I grow, I think about the fact that any group that you get into, even if it's a group of your close friends and you all survive and now mm-hmm. you've got to go out that, that everybody's going to have something different to add. Right. Yeah. You it's know? got, it's got, it's kind of got that lifeboat thing going on. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the mm-hmm. where, you know, you got everybody stuck in the bunker and right. And stuff, and but it's a, and it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, oh, what's his name? The the main character. Uh, uh I mean, uh, George um, Papard or, or no, Tanner. Yeah, Tanner. Yeah, Jan Michael um, Vincent. Yeah, Jan Michael Vincent. I in in the beginning of the movie, he's just such a he's such not a good fit <laughs> in the air force working in a missile silo. He just, you know, authority, he just, you know, throws, he doesn't care about authority and all that. And Papard is such a stickler oh my God. For, for, you know, proper military etiquette and protocol and all these things. I thought that was a perfect matchup. And then after the end, and it, it does hit a lot of those PA buttons where you've yeah. got, you know, desert wasteland and you know you see you see you see las vegas and it's just half covered in sand Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they go into the casino and they're just gambling like crazy because there's nobody there and free money and that's right uh yeah that's and and the giant scorpions the scorpion oh my god and papar kicks the the girl off the back of his bike and yes he gets all mad at him you know yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's a good pick. That's no, a good thank pick. you. I appreciate it. Like, I like that movie a lot. I love again how we're polar opposite this time. Yours mm-hmm. is is just um just so thoughtful and and you know so oh I don't know how to say it, but it's 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 such a it's a cranial film. You know, you have mm-hmm. to think about these things. And mine is just yeah. a 
you know, all out adventure with, you know, the A team and Airwolf. You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I love fun PA. I yeah. mean, there's, there's a lot of PA. I like, I, <clears throat> there's, you know, sometimes I don't want to think, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and so just a good, and, and book of Eli, it kind of hits that for me, you know, where, you have to think some, but it is mostly just watching Popcorn. Denzel kick people's asses and, yep, uh, yep. you know, and especially knowing what's, what's going on with him. And uh, just those, those fighting scenes are so uh-huh. awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm so with you. Wow. So what an, what a great list. I mean, we are all over the place with this. Yeah. Um, that's, we, we didn't have one crossover, which Mm-mm. blows my mind, you know, but of course yeah. I knew that you were going to be pulling some out you know, from, from the foot lockers there. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad that we got a chance to do it. Um, yeah, I, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show. I love having you on. It's always just a blast. Well, I can't appreciate you enough asking me to do this particular. Um, and I'm, and I'm so sorry. It's taken so long for me to, no, no. <laughs> to great, finally get on here and do this. And great wines take time. Yeah. And it's, I want, and, and it was a very big deal for me because this genre is so important to me. Um, and I worked, I, I really did work hard. I drove my wife nuts. I worked hard <laughs> coming up with this list and um, sorry, Miss Carter, <laughs> but I am pleased with my list and I'm glad I was able to come into it with confidence of every single thing I picked. So, and you did, and you did, it's, it's, it's such a great job. So, so just, just thank you. Thank you so much. And and, thank you. And I'd also like to thank all of you out there in the podcast universe for joining us for this, this, not a dystopic for joining us for this post-apocalyptic episode of Fave five from fans. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the show through all of the places you catch a podcast we're now on Anchor FM, and you can find us through all of the subsidiaries after that. So it would be a huge help for us if you would review the show, maybe share it to a friend, maybe share it to somebody you don't like. It's fine with me, as long as it's getting out there. Any publicity is free publicity, right? Mm-hmm. We'd also love it if you interact with us on Twitter, on our website, fave5fromfans.com, and from our Facebook page. Fave 5 from Fans is a part of the Slightly Irregular Podcast Network, of which Evan is my podcasting brother. I am. You, Yeah, you can find us on the internet at sipnet.us, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Well, I think that's about it for us. I, I want to thank you one more time, Evan, for being on the show. Thank you. Been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Sorry, did I screw something up? Not at all. I oh. love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, folks, it may not be the best, it may not be the most popular, but if it's your favorite, then it's good enough for us. This is Hulk Boy from Hollywood signing off.